Hi, Rod Roark. Welcome back to Roark Knows Podcast. Let's talk about migraine surgery. And, and migraines, how is migraines related to surgery? Well, I am honored to have with me the plastic surgeon, yes, the plastic surgeon that brought these two entities together, plastic surgery and migraines. You say, well, how does that ever work? Well, Dr. Gairon has been a friend of mine for a long time, and he's an incredible innovator, an incredible plastic surgeon. And he really, really is to be credited for bringing this to the forefront, but also to helping relieve the pain of so many migraine sufferers around the world. So, Dr. Gairon, welcome. How are you? I'm fine, Rod. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Dr. Dr. Gairon is, has been uh, president of so many of our organizations. He's uh, Professor Emeritus of Case Western and Plastic Surgery, uh, past surgery, uh, past plastic surgery editor. He's done everything. So, Bauman, tell us about how, and he's a, a superb plastic surgeon. So, how did you ever come to link migraines with migraine surgery? And then tell us about how you got to doing this procedure that's going to help millions around the world. Rod, you and I know that one of the most important uh, attributes of any physician is the ability to listen to the patients. And it started with a, a very sophisticated uh, lady who happened to be a, a, a very famous a surgeon's wife on whom I had done for her rejuvenation. She came for a follow-up six months uh, after the surgery and she said, not only I like the way I look, I haven't had a migraine headache since <laughs> I thought that was coincidence. How, but, how long ago was that? How long ago was that? It was year, actually, the 1999. Wow. 1999. So, uh, I, and, um, obviously, I didn't forget this. Two weeks later, another patient repeated the same story. It didn't sound like, sound like coincidence anymore. So, uh, as you know, you and I have research uh, individuals around us all the time. So we went back and looked up. Uh, we had done uh, Freud rejuvenation on 314 patients uh, over the previous 10 years. And 39 of them had migraine headaches and 31 had benefited from the surgery migraine-wise. Wow. So this was a study, but we, we did a lot of studies, as you know. Yes. We started a variety of studies, including uh, uh, neurologists, and uh, looking into how this works and what is that we can, we are doing, what is that we can do better. And we have published uh, over 44 articles in this uh, topic. And as you know, there are over 100 additional articles and by now, uh, three books, one of mine and two other books, have been published about the topic now. Yeah, and really, all, all that I've learned from you, it, it's amazing. And you know, it's the, I love what you said, Bob. It's the power of observation and listening to the patient. I mean, I think both of those are actually a forgotten art in medicine today. Because today, if somebody comes and sees you, they'll get, you'll get a CT scan. And then we'll talk to you. I mean, it's so crazy. So it's that power, Bauman, that is just, I applaud you for that. So so tell us how, for our viewers, this is a big global problem. 
isn't it like 15 or 18 percent of the world population? Tell us how big this problem is. And medications aren't always the answer. Yes, uh, one out of every uh, four household. Wow. At least one person with migraine headaches. Eighteen percent of the ladies, meaning one out of five ladies or ladies, uh, has migraine headaches. It, it is so common, and it is very debilitating. And many medications, yes, reduce the headaches, but there's no medication that takes away migraines, uh, but without further need for medications. Surgery is the solution that offers, as you know, we right. have many studies to show that long-term relief of the migraine headaches. So tell us about what is the cause of it, and then tell us what about the specifically about the surgery. So what is what is the cause that actually, uh, and you can relieve it by surgery. What 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 do you, what did you, have you shown is the cause of migraines in most in in, the, in these patients? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rod, in year 2000, I came up with this hypothesis, a proposal that migraine headaches about irritation of the end branches of uh, the nerves that uh, provide sensation to the face. And then there are cascading events that occur after that that becomes uh, irritation of the brain and membranes around the brain. And uh, at the time, the neurologists were adamantly against that. They thought <laughs> this is uh, absurd because at the time, the hypothesis was that migraine headaches start from the brain, go to the periphery. You know who actually uh, really became uh, animated when I told them that this is my hypothesis? They were the physician patients of mine who had migraine headaches or any other patient said, yeah, I feel that it starts from the uh, branches of the, uh, some, some other uh, areas on the face uh, or head, then travels to the brain. But we have done also studies to show the reason. Jeanette, going back to your original question, it is the, the condition is genetic most of the time, okay. not every, uh, every time that's the case. But, and we have demonstrated actually scientifically in the lab that nerves of the patients have migraine headaches uh, are missing uh, an insulation that is called myelin. And uh, we, we, through a randomized study, actually, we showed that. And what it means that uh, elements like pulsation of the vessel, contraction of the muscle, even minimal pressure that ordinarily doesn't irritate the nerves uh, on patients of migraine, those elements begin the, again those events that ultimately cause all that pain for the patients. Yeah. So, so of course you had to show them with science. I mean, the neurologists were were pretty much in up in arms against you for a long time. And I, I guess some still are, but I mean, you have shown conclusively that A, that's that's really how it works. And B, when you do the surgery, it truly works. And so tell us uh, who are good candidates for migraine surgery? You know, when you see a patient today. Yeah, Rod, uh, anybody who has more than two migraine headaches a month, that it is, debilitating, it is not really responding to the medication, lasting several days each time, 
uh, and the medications are or they owe those who are not tolerating medications or, may, or the individuals with chronic migraine headaches, meaning more than 15 migraine headaches a month. Wow. These uh, patients are candidate for the surgery. And we, we will talk about this uh, in a short while, but the surgery has become so simple and uh, uh, the recovery is so fast that uh, my family members had migraine headaches and I, I operated on them and <laughs> they have done great because that's whatever is good for my family is good for my patients, vice versa. Right. So tell us about that. So, okay, so now with that criteria, so how do you evaluate a patient that, you know, they've had, they've met their criteria, they've had more than two migraines, they're debilitating, and, and you're right. Medications, I see these patients, it's debilitating sometimes. If they've had a migraine, they're kind of wiped out for three, four days. I mean, that's not a good thing, and patients don't like that. So so when you see these patients, I mean, how do you evaluate them and and because this is for our viewers, and and then tell us about what how this surgery is undertaken. Yes. Yes. Uh, actually, uh, many of these medications have so many uh, side effects that they really reduce the brain function, memory, patients. But uh, what happens, uh, Rod, when the pa a patient calls to my, calls my office to uh, get an appointment? They, the patient is instructed to keep a log of migraine headaches that they uh, they experience on a daily basis or how often, and along with many symptoms. When they come to see me, I have actually a map of what is going on, but then I ask them to point to the area where the most common headache sites, uh, sites are, and then we make sure that those sites are independent uh, trigger size. Then I listen to the area with the device. It is one of my uh, really discoveries that has helped us a lot in confirming the truth. We listen to the area with a Doppler almost invariably when the patient po points to the, the site where the headaches start from. I'm going to hear that heart sound. Then I, actually in some areas we have to have a CAT scan to uh, demonstrate, meaning those who have uh, headaches behind the eyes, we take CAT scan to show the pathology, what is actually happening. And that not only I can see it, actually I can so show the patients exactly what I'm seeing. And they don't have to have any medical back, uh, background to be able to see exactly what, what may be causing the headaches in, uh, inside their noses. And, we put all of these together, these, uh, again, constellation, constellation of symptoms and uh, the criteria information from the Doppler and the CAT scan, uh, precisely go after the sites where the headaches are starting from. So, so good. So tell us about the surgery. So what are the most common sites for origin of, of, of the migraines and that, that are treatable with them? Yeah, temples, forehead, back of the head, behind the eyes. Those are the sites, but some patients have headaches starting from the vertex, uh, the top of the head. <laughs> but majority are the sites that we, we talked about. So, and then, so take us into the operating room. So they're now proven to be candidates, and then you say it's, it's outpatient surgery. Tell us about the typical type of patient that has this. Yeah, Rod, we, we have discovered, I have found seven tr uh, uh, trigger sites for migraine headaches and developed an operation for each. 
and it depends on where the headaches are. Some, and actually a good number of the patients, all they need is just a tiny incision on the local anesthesia, removing the vessel that is irritating the nerve. They walk out, they can go back home, even if they, they can even travel, they will, will go back to work the next day. A good number of patients, this is what they need. But there are patients who have complex situation. I may have to operate on two or three, four sites. In fact, today I operated on a lady who has six different trigger sites. Wow. That is, that is uncommon. Most patients have two or three uh, trigger sites, and all of these can be done as an outpatient operation under local anesthesia or general anesthesia. They can usually go back to work the next day or a few days uh, after the surgery. Some may have some swelling, bruising around the eyes for a week or so, but essentially they go back to normal, uh, normal life in a very short period of time. Yeah, I mean, that's truly revolutionary. So why wouldn't we just skip and go right to surgery, Mom? And I think if I had migraines, I, I'd come see you. I mean, because, uh, you know, first of all, as physicians, none of us, none of us like, I don't, we don't like drugs. <laughs> we don't like taking drugs. I mean, we give it to our patients if they need it for after surgery. But so to tell us as our take home, what should, a, what is the ideal patient that you could help that really would benefit from migraine surgery from you or one of those uh, people that you've trained around the world? Well, I, ideally, I want the patient to see a neurologist because okay. I'm, I'm not a neurologist and uh, to make sure that the uh, migraine had the diagnosis proper. They indeed have migraine headaches. And again, those patients who have uh, difficulty taking medications, or they really, even with fewer, uh, two or three migraine headaches a month that last uh, several hours or so, and then they, they really have to stop working for the, that particular day or several days. Those are the patients that I, I know that I can help them. And not, I'm not the only one, as you know, I have, I've trained hundreds of surgeons across the country that can do that and the patients don't have to come to Cleveland and we do have actually a migraine society they can go to the website and find out who is the person in their area who's doing the, this type of surgery their names are there listed uh, so and I'm, I'm willing actually to guide the patients they want me uh, to tell them who's in their area if I know for a fact uh, I, I can refer the patients to uh, their local surgeons to take care of them. So those, I, I think it, it really is a, a, an enormously gratifying operation to change patient, and patient, patient after patient telling me that I have changed their lives. And yeah. I really get a lot of, a lot of thrill out of uh, those statements day after day. Yeah. Truly amazing. Dr. Bauman Gayaran from Cleveland. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, he has truly revolutionized this part of medicine. And, and I'm proud to say, not only is he an amazing pathologist, he's a great friend of mine, uh, unbelievable. Uh, I'm so glad that you could join us today. And I, I know we're gonna have a lot of comments from our viewers. And thank you again so much, Bauman, for joining me. Uh, you've helped so many thousands and potentially millions of people, and you've trained a lot of people. So a true example of an amazing plastic surgeon that gives back. Thank you again, Dr. Gairon.
Thank you, Rod. It was great seeing you on the video. Great, great.